0: Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along today as we get into the word of God each day, talk about it and pray over it. Sorry I missed you two days ago. I made a technical error and put the wrong date in for the preview, but I'm here today and so glad to be with you, although I wish it were on better circumstances. Of course, the whole world, we're all concerned at this point about what's going on in, the, in Ukraine, and the invasion by Russia and the destruction of war. You know, We've lived in a time of relative peace, you and I. Most of us in our lifetime, we've not seen long-term or destructive war, nor necessarily destructive wars of aggression. I'm not saying we haven't seen them, but they haven't been common. And we're used to, A world of peace and when we see aggression like we've seen here in the last few days it is disturbing it's destructive and it seems so unnecessary i'm reminded as i was on campus yesterday preaching at uh, florida international university i was just reminded of the destructiveness this war reminds me the destructiveness of sin sin destroys sin is bad I'm reminded of C.S. Lewis, who was an atheist. And we all know C.S. Lewis now uh, in the 20th century, one of the great apologists for the Christian faith. But I'm reminded how C.S. Lewis was an atheist. And it was World War II, and he saw the destructiveness and the evil of man. And it it took away his faith in the in the essential goodness of man. It caused him to seek for, why is man evil? And it was through this he became a Christian, became a believer in God, became a Christian. And of course, he had a tremendously positive impact on millions of lives, even to this day. Folks, war is destructive. People can do evil things. Sin is destructive. Where our heart goes out to the people of Ukraine, I'm here at the C1 conference down in Miami, where one of my good friends, uh, Robbie McAllister, and he served is here, and he served as a missionary in Ukraine for ten years. His family lived there after the fall of the Soviet Union, and he's got many friends there still. Pastors that are staying with their church that didn't flee, that see it there, that they believe that they're to be the shepherds sticking with the flock, and they're putting their lives at risk and in danger, and of course. Robbie's so uh, deeply moved and all of yesterday was getting all kinds of personal updates from uh, friends of his in Ukraine and people who are standing firm for the gospel. I've been moved by pictures of prayer and people in Ukraine that are praying. And we, we truth is there's brothers and sisters of ours that are in that country as well. I don't know that I understand all the geopolitics of it. It sure seems like Putin's the bad guy and who wants to, you know, rebuild the former Soviet Union and take back its glory, and we certainly are not in favor of that. It seems like I I don't know enough about the situation to speak with confidence. I just do know this. The country was living at peace, and they're being invaded by an aggressor, and it just seems so irritating, so terrible, so disturbing, so wrong to... Be so destructive. And as I said earlier, we've lived in a time where a relative peace, where where so many, you know, in our lifetime, so many people have been lifted out of poverty, lifted out of famine, and, and it's so sad to see steps back where there will be such human suffering. We pray that somehow God will use it. As he did, like I said, with C.S. Lewis, we pray that somehow God will use evil and turn evil for the good. We pray for revival. We pray for revival in all over the world. And who knows how God can use the evil of man to bring about the goodness that he wants to do. That being said, we still wonder, well, how do we pray for this? And yesterday, uh, Robbie, my friend Robbie, led our conference in a prayer for the people of Ukraine, for the nation of Ukraine. And it comes from Second Chronicles chapter twenty somewhat out of context, but there's a lot here that we can apply and put contextually to the situation in Ukraine. And I'd like to this morning simply read this prayer again and apply it, shall we say, ask God to apply it to these people, to our brothers and sisters, to the people of Ukraine. And uh, we'll pray from Second Chronicles and we'll just make this our prayer and you can put it in the proper context. We're no longer in Israel. A couple thousand years ago, but we are praying for this for today. Second Chronicles chapter twenty, verse five, and we'll pray if you will join with me. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah, and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the before the new court, and he said, "O Lord, the God of our fathers, are you not God in the heavens, and are you not ruler over all the kingdoms of the earth?" Power and might are in your hand so that no one can stand against you. Did you not, O our God, drive out the inhabitants of the land before your people Israel, and give it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? <clears throat> they have not they have lived in it and have built you a sanctuary there for your name, saying, Should evil come upon us, the sword or judgment or pestilence, or famine. We will, we will stand before this house and before you, for your name is in this house, and cry to you in our distress, and you will hear and deliver us. Now behold, the sons of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom you did not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, they turned aside from them and did not destroy them. See how they are rewarding us, by coming to drive us out from your possession, which you have given to us as an inheritance. O our God, will you not judge them? For we are powerless before this great multitude who are coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Lord, this is our prayer. And we pray for the people of Ukraine. And I thank you for them, Lord. And it seems like they are powerless against this great horde coming against them. But we know, Lord, we pray that you might give them strength and courage and wisdom and grace. We pray today, Father, that the people of Russia would rise up against this aggression and demand of their, and I know that they don't have the freedom to speak as we do. And yet it seems they are rising up. And I pray that I pray that what was done evil here by Putin would, would turn against him. He would miscalculated, even amongst his own people. And I pray that they would even demand that, that this killing and this destruction stop. We pray you'd protect the people of, of Ukraine. We pray, Lord, particularly for the church and our brothers and sisters who have advanced the gospel. And I know, Lord, I know people who are working so hard in the gospel there in Ukraine and have been now for 30 years or so. Protect them, protect your church, protect your people. Use this evil, use this destruction. Somehow, Lord, turn it for the good. Might your gospel, might people turn to you you for hope, for salvation, for deliverance. And might people who otherwise had not thought of you going about living their lives, ignoring God, might this be the time that they would cry out to you and find an answer from you and discover more than Temporary deliverance, but find eternal salvation in Jesus Christ. We pray for wisdom for the world leaders, Father. We pray for courage for our world leaders. Father, we, we are concerned, obviously, this whole thing could just spin out of control so easily. We pray for our president. We pray for those in Europe. We pray, Lord, for the people, the leaders of our world to be wise, to be courageous, to be careful to be persuasive. We pray for Putin to back down. Lord, I I just pray he'd humble himself. I know he's, Lord, I know his ego and men of that, men of who've arrived at that place in that state in life, they're proud men, often arrogant men. And yet you can humble even the proud as you did with King Nebuchadnezzar. And so we pray these things today. We pray for peace in Europe. And Father, we're reminded today that people are sinful. We are reminded that the only true peace comes as people have peace with God. And Lord, we we ask that those who are we, we we fool ourselves to think that nations can get along when families can't get along and individuals can't get along. And and even Lord, and we think in our country, how many people can't get along with one another? We pray for people to find salvation. To learn the peace of God so they could have peace with themselves and even then peace with their families, peace with their neighbors, peace with one another. And someday, Lord, even their enemies could be won over to Jesus Christ and have peace with them. We bless you today. Our hearts are hurting, Lord. We know we are joining with hundreds of millions around the world praying for the situation in Ukraine. Here are prayers. Figure out a way, Lord, we ask for you to be exalted and to bring your glory in this situation. We ask it in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks for joining me. As you know, I'm down in Miami today at the C1 Conference. We've been having a great conference. Our goal here, the goal of the C1 Network is, uh, the problem is we need leaders. Raising up leaders is hard to do, and our network is designed to help raise up new leaders, strengthen current leaders, to be more effective in the gospel and in their leading their church or ministry. So I appreciate your prayers. I know you're standing with me and encouraging me. Tonight, I'll be speaking on the topic of inspirational leadership. And so uh, you can pray for me. And if you wanna tune in, there's a way, if you go on YouTube, you look up C1 Network, C as in Christ, Christ number one, C1 Network. And I believe you can probably watch on on uh, this, on this the YouTube channel. I'm not certain, but I think so. I'll be speaking tonight about 7.30, 8 o'clock, right around then. God bless you. So glad to have you along. And we will look forward to seeing you tomorrow because we're here every day. We get into the Word of God. We pray. And I'm glad you're joining me. It makes a difference. God sees you here. He knows you're here. He'll bless you for your faithfulness. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.